are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Can you imagine with me going on a vacation or going somewhere and having no idea where you're going? Can you imagine packing the suitcase, getting ready, throw it in the car, and have no idea where you're going. I think that's a lot like life for people. Some people have not considered, literally, where am I going? Some people just live their life day after day after moment after moment. Things come, let's go. Tomorrow's Monday, let's go to work. Tuesday, let's go to work. Friday, let's get off of work. Saturday, let's do what we need to do. Sunday, let's go to church. Monday, let's go back to work. But friend, that's no way to live. We must understand our destination. My question to you tonight is, where are you headed? And I believe long before you start on that journey, you ought to know. I think before you ever begin marriage, you ought to know where you're headed. Now, you ought to grow as you are married longer. and There ought to be more direction. But I believe I can say that when Mrs. Treber said I do and when I said I do, I believe we had a clear-cut direction. Oh, we didn't know it would be Santa Clara, California, but we did know it was going to be the ministry. And we did know that we're going to serve God. We never knew that it was going to be the same church for all these years. But we did know that regardless of what it was, we wanted to serve God with our lives. You know, when we had children, it wasn't, now what do we do with these kids? Well, once in a while we thought that, especially the baby one. You know, she was the hardest to raise, and she's the only one that stayed, and she wasn't the hardest to raise. I used to call her happy all the time and uh, as a child. But, you know, we thank God for all three of our kids. And it was quite frankly because we knew where we're headed. We knew what we wanted for our kids. It wasn't optional Sunday school. We never even discussed Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We never discussed uh, going to youth hour. We never discussed, uh, we, we never discussed uh, whether they're going to uh, 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 live for God. We never discussed whether they're going to obey. We never discussed whether they're going to start working a job. Uh, as soon as uh, 16 or thereabouts. Where are they going to save money? Where are they going to pay their way through college? Th those things were already decided before we ever got there. And, you know, when I came here to pastor this church, it was written down 13 things. I wrote down 13 directional, uh, 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 plan, a plan, directional plan that I had for this church. I, I knew, I knew that Number one on that workers' convictions and standards, every person that was going to serve with me in this ministry, whether as a layman or a staff member, was going to be saved, baptized members of this church. Now, that may sound strange to you, but when I got here, we had some two that I can think of in this school that were not members of this church. We wanted people who were saved, baptized members of this church. I've given you that sheet every year annually for 43 years. 
And we give that to various groups. I gave it to my staff again last week in a meeting. said, this is what we believed then, and I'm not going to change it. I believe you set a direction, you set a course. This one thing I do, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're not going to guess what we're going to do around here. I, I, I know, I know for the home, for our lives, for our family, for this church, I know what I believe about America, and it hasn't changed in 43 years. I want you to see tonight the subject, where are you headed? Where this was birthed, I began to ponder some words. Paul used the word persuaded. He says it in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He says it in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. He says it throughout his writings, I'm persuaded, I'm convinced. You, you cannot live life. I cannot live life without a, a, a position of being convinced. I knew I was a Baptist. I'm convinced. I know I'm an independent, fundamental, separated Baptist. I know that. I, I, that word nowadays is starting to become uh, toxic for some people. I know what I am. I'm not a Southern Baptist. I'm not a Northern Baptist. I'm not an American Baptist. I'm not a General Association regular Baptist. I'm not a CBA Baptist. I'm not a BBF Baptist. I'm a Baptist, an independent Baptist. We have no hierarchy. I don't have Rome telling me what to do. I don't have Greece telling me what to do. We have thus saith the Lord. This is a local assembly. We're independent. We're fundamental. I'm not ashamed of that word fundamental. Independent, fundamental, Baptist. Say, well, now the Muslims, they say they're fundamental too. I don't care what they're talking about. I was saying fundamental long before they came on the scene. I'm talking about the fact today that Paul said, I am persuaded. We see it here in verse 24. Look at this, verse 24. But none of these things move me. You talk about a man persuaded, convinced. None of these things move me. What things? Well, he said it in verse number 22, bonds and afflictions. And he said in verse 23, bonds and affliction. They're going to be there. They're going to be waiting for me. But those, those things don't bother me. Throw me in jail. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't change what I believe. Bonds and affliction will accompany me. None of these things move me, neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And so he uses this word persuaded. He uses the word determined. That's what our college verse is in 1 Corinthians 2.2. I've determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ. I'm determined. I'm determined. I know I'm determined. I know I'm persuaded. Those are powerful words. May it be said that we have these powerful words in our heart tonight. Paul was determined. Solomon was determined. He said, I determined, 2 Chronicles 2.1, I determined in my heart to build a house of God. Determined. You know, college students that are here tonight, I hope some of you men will get determined and persuaded in your heart that you're gonna go out and build a church for the glory of God with his help and his touch and his blessing. That's an old time religion church. I can recall back in the 70s at this church and then in the early 80s when things came in like drop the word church. I can recall in this area you would have people say, it's offensive, and it was not only in this area, but nationwide. It's offensive to use, the word church will scare people away. And so they began to use words like center, 
and churches were naming themselves and really centers and naming themselves fellowships and they changed the word church. I'm not ashamed of the New Testament word that found 118 times the word church, ecclesia, a called out assembly from the world. I'm thankful for the church. Jesus gave his life not for the center. Jesus did not give his life for this club. Jesus gave his life for the church, it says. The church, the New Testament local church. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Have a hard time taking the church out when the book of Corinth was to a church at Corinth. The book of Galatians to a church at Galatia. The church at, at uh, Ephesus was the church at the book of Ephesians and Colossians to the church at Colossae and all the way through and then the pastoral epistles, First Timothy, first and second Thessalonians, first and second Timothy, Titus had it to the church at Thessalonica and then the pastoral epistles. The church is okay, friends. And you know that fad came and that fad is gone now. Now it's just, don't use the word Baptist. Don't tell people what you are. Make little words like, I won't even go to there. Like their little, like their little energy, a little energy drink or whatever. That's what your church can be called now. I don't want to sneak up on people. I want them to know we're Baptist. I want them to know we're a church. And I'm so glad. I like that name. I, the church was six months old. We got. I'm, I'm glad it was named North Valley. North, we're going north one day. We're going to heaven. Valley, we are ser serving in the Silicon Valley. Baptist, I'm thankful for what that all stands for. B, Bible, rule of faith and practice. B, A, the autonomy of the local church. P, the priesthood of the believer. T, t, t two, two ordinances. I, in, immersion. I don't know how to spell Baptist, but I know the rest of it. Soul liberty, thank God for that. I thank God for the word Baptist tonight and people that were martyred for that name, Baptist. I'm thankful for the word church. Tonight, as we think of being persuaded and being determined, we live in a wishy-washy world, politically, religiously, philosophy, morality, well, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. I don't know what the article was. It's on my phone a couple days ago. I didn't read it. God, we're done with God. Something of that, and we're done with God. Country doesn't want God anymore. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. But I also know there's always been a remnant that wants God. And I know that tonight, sitting in this great auditorium, in this heart of the Silicon Valley, right in the heart of it, where all the brain powers all around us within two, three mile radius of this place, there's a group of people at the other property and there's a group of people at this, there are 3,000 seat auditorium that want God. I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that God will always have a witness and God will always have a people that's determined and persuaded. Where are you headed? Here's what I wanna ask you tonight. So you turn to the book of Joshua, we're going to come back where we are in just a moment, closing. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24. My first thought I want to bring to your attention as you turn to Joshua 24 is decide a direction. 
Decide a direction. This will be easy to remember tonight. Decide a direction. That's what Paul said in Acts 20, 24. He, he, he decided a direction, but, but none of these things move me. I've got my direction. I've got my course. Dear mothers, you have to have a direction. You have to have a plan of where you're going to go and where you want to try to uh, uh, arrive in the final destination when those kids walk out of your house and go to college and then they get married and you leave father and mother. There has to be a, a direction. I want you to see in Joshua chapter 24. And the Bible says in verse number 15, and if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. Read this last part, beginning with but as begin. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He said, here's my direction. It's all about God. My direction, it's about God. My marriage, what is, it should be about God. Your marriage, it should be about God. It should be about God. And it's not that church and Christianity is a sideline. Christ, Colossians chapter four, verse three, who is my life? Christ is not a Sunday thing. Christ is a 24 seven. He is, he is all I need. He is all I need. All, all I need. Saying, He is all I need. He is all I need. All, all I need. We need Him at work. We need him at play. We need him in the home. We need him in our marriage. We need him as we travel up and down these roads and expressways and mount ourselves on planes and take off and leave out of this area for work and business, whatever it may be. Oh, we need him. I need Jesus. My need I now confess. No friend like him in times of deep distress. Oh, I need him in the sunshine hour. I need him when the storm clouds rise. Every day, along life's way, I need Jesus. Don't, don't try to get along in life without him. I'll tell you something I know about him. He's the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name. I've met him a lot in these years I've lived. I probably neglected him when I should have turned to him. I tell you, in those midnight hours so many times, he's been so near. Sometimes it's like I can't get a hold of him. Sometimes it's never God, it's always me. And sometimes he feels like he sense, I just sense he's so close. He's so near, near to my heart, and he's near to me. And I want to say tonight, decide with your marriage and decide with your Christianity. Decide on your convictions. Oh, we got people right now all over the map. Here's what I believe. Here's what I don't believe. I'm, I, there's a new thing going now. I believe I believe this way. One of the things that's made this church such an amazing place for 43 years that she took a stand and took a conviction 
and she hasn't wavered. Young people, we need some young men that are going to get attacked by other brethren and say, why? And they're always asking questions just like the old devil did to Jesus. As he did to Eve and in the Garden of Eden, Eden can't, you, can't you just eat that? Can't you do that? She should have said, no, I can't. But she began to negotiate with the devil and talk to the devil. As Tamar talked to her half-brother, when she should have cried out, Daddy, get in here, help me. I think we think we can negotiate. You boys that leave here out of our high school and college, you start a church, figure out your direction before you ever get there. And it will be pushed and it will be attacked and it will be under, uh, 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 under attack every single day, every day of your ministry. It never goes away. It never gets easier. I say tonight, decide your direction. Decide your direction. And, and that's what he said, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Are you going to serve these gods? Or are you going to say, choose, decide. The second thing I want to say, declare what you've decided. One, one, we're going to decide our direction. And two, we're going to declare what we've decided. That's why I printed that list, 13 items. And we've added to it. We can add amendments to it, I said, but I'm not going to start taking away from it. You know, the Spirit of God told me not to say that, so I won't say it. But declare your direction. I can go and say this. Those items that I wrote down, I say it publicly from the pulpit. I say it to the deacons. I say it to the staff. I say it to the Sunday school teachers. I say it to the bus workers. I say it to our church family. Every person that joins our church receives it in their membership packet. I say it from this pulpit. This is what we believe. And young men, as you leave out of here, you're going to have to have the courage to say, this is who I am. This is what we believe the Word of God says. This is what our church stands for. You know, there was a day back in 1978 when we had a proposition here trying to bring in sodomy that they said by a vote, I think it was 70-some percent, the Silicon Valley said, we don't want that lifestyle. I don't know if you could get 10% that could vote against it now, but I want to tell you something. I still believe, according to the Bible, it's sin. I'm not asking for any evil to help any of those dear people. I'm not asking, let's go, let's go hurt them or harm them. I'm not suggesting that at all. But God says it's an abomination in his sight. It's a stench in the nostrils of God because God created male and female, created he them. That's God's plan. God's plan was what he, he God didn't mix up as, oh, I, I messed up on this one. There's male and female and then whatever you want. No, male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother as a cleaver to his wife and they too shall be one flesh. It's very important that we don't just ride hobby horses, but it's very important that we declare what we believe. When we got married in this country, when we got married, if nine or 10 or 12 months later we had a baby, we would have had to keep the baby. But now you run for office and say, here's how we're going to help you kill your baby. 
Vote for us because we'll help you with it. We'll pay for it. I believe, according to the Bible, that human life is still in the hands of Almighty God, and my days are determined by thee. You have to state your position. Mothers and dads, our kids need to know very clearly what we believe and why we believe it. Our church needs to know what we believe and why we believe it. And by the way, now that you've been here so long, you've seen there's a product that's produced, and a lot of people that want us to change can't produce a product. Compromise doesn't produce a product for God. Compromise picks off of other churches. I said tonight, one, decided direction. Two, declare what you've decided. Verbalize it. That's what... John the Baptist did in the three Gospels. We're told in Matthew 14, he said, Herod, you're living with your brother Philip's wife, and it's sin. Oh, it angered him, but especially angered Philip's wife. And one day there was a banquet, and, and she, he, Herod said, now, I know I'm living with you, and you're my brother's wife, but he said, I want you to know something. I'll do anything for you. And her, Herodias, her daughter, came and danced, a lewd, filthy dance in front of him. And she said, she said to her daughter, ask Herod for John the Baptist's head. That's what I want. I want his head. Cut it, sever it from his body. Why? Because he said, here's what I'm going to verbalize. What you're doing, it is sin. It's an abomination to God. Live with that woman. Tonight, you're living with a woman. It's not your wife or you're living with a person that you've never been married to. It's sin. Get it right with God. We decide a direction. We declare what we've decided. Thirdly, and I'll close. We devote ourselves to what we've decided for a lifetime. Go back to Acts chapter 20, please. Our church theme next year will be in the 2019 year, Acts 2019. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and many tears and temptations which befell me by the line of the weight of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing from you. I've showed you publicly and house to house. The Apostle Paul said in chapter 20, then in verse 24, but none of these things moved me so that I finish my course with joy. Our people that in this church that have lived a long time, we want them to live longer. They can tell you how fast the calendar of time goes. I was talking to several up here tonight right before the service and we were rehearsing how many in our church and I remember them as kids. And how many of them said, well, no, I, I'm, I'm 40 now. I'm 44 now. I'm I said, you have got to be kidding. I thought we were the same age. I didn't realize I was younger than you. How, how, did, how did these young kids? Brother Alan, how in the world I remember the day you were born? How in the world did he get old enough to be a husband and a father? That's not possible. Life is but a vapor. And some folks are going to look back and say, I've wasted my life. I never served God. I guess this is one of our big prayer requests right now in, heart, in our heart. We talk about it all the time. 
how many people love the Lord and they love this church and they love us, but they're missing one ingredient, Acts 20, 29, serving the Lord. My goal and job in 2020 and 2019 is to try to get every single person involved doing something for your sake, for his sake. And I'd suggest to you that you serve God. The Word of God says the word zealous. It's words like addicted to the ministry. It's my life. And I know I'm a pastor, but as a Christian, it should be our life. Tonight, I'm asking you, where are you headed? May I suggest to us tonight, decide where you're headed. Decide. Go to ninth grade tomorrow and start deciding, making some decisions. You can make a decision that you're going to keep yourself holy and pure for the one person you marry in life. Make that decision. Decide that. Decide elementary that you're going to obey your mother and dad. Decide that. Decide college students you're not going to break the heart of your mother, your father, your pastor. Decide that you're not going to break the heart of your wife or your husband one day or your children. Decide that right now. Choose ye this day. Decide and then verbalize it. Tell that young girl that you're marrying. Tell that young man you're marrying. Tell that young, tell, so we are going to keep ourselves one another for a lifetime. Be accountable to me. And then devote yourself to it. And then one day you'll look back on the journey and say, the Lord's been so good to me. And I don't regret a mile I've traveled for my Lord. And I don't regret the time I've trusted in his word. I've seen the days go by, many days without the sun, but I don't regret a mile. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.